American football in Finland. The voice in your ears is Perfect Purvis, and welcome to another episode of American Football in Finland. I'm here with my co-host, Q Floyd. What's going on? And we have another great show lined up for you today, but as usual, before we get into football, how was your weekend, Q? Hey, weekend was great, man. Another another exciting, fun weekend of nothing but hotness over here in the desert, but some good football, so it was a good weekend. Yeah, for me, uh, weekend was all about fantasy football, like we were just talking about before we started recording. Spent the weekend getting getting my uh, league together that I'm the commissioner in. It's called the league because I was very uncreative in making the team the league name. Going on year 15 this year, so you know we've been doing it big since my freshman year in college. <laughs> also woke up at 5 a.m. this morning to draft a team in a league I just joined where we have to draft 35 players, offense and defense. Wow. Took me two hours for that draft this morning. But, you know. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, fantasy football is life, man. You know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, that's how my weekend went, fantasy football. Uh, before we even get into um, the Maple League, just want to shout out to the Women's Maple League that's going to be playing their championship this weekend. The Helsinki Wolverines are going to play against St. Petersburg Valkyries. I think that's how you say it, in the championship yeah. game. So, uh, Perfect Purpose might make an appearance. We'll find out. <laughs> Game balls. All right, let's give out some game balls from the weekend. Q, who impressed you this weekend? Uh, Gerard Johnson, man. He uh, he had a pretty uh nice game. Um, uh, made a well, he scored a lot, obviously. Um, but I th- I think he had a real bounce. Well, I won't say bounce back performance, but um, he he gave this team a win that they you know they definitely needed. I won't say needed, but it was a strong win from them. Strong game for him. Um, so my game ball went to Gerard Johnson. Yeah, I, I agree with that on, on Gerard. I think it was a game that they didn't necessarily like need to win, but it kind of helped prove the 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 situation with what's going on in Quopio. It's hard to win in Quopio if you ain't the Quopio Steelers. And that's yeah. that's what they do. Like almost all the games that they've lost, they've avenged themselves in Quopio. They lost to the Butchers in Porvo. They lost to the Wolverines. In Helsinki, both of them they avenged, and um, Gerard was a huge part of that, making sure that you know this is our house. Gerard Johnson's gonna do his thing out there, so that's awesome. My game ball is gonna go to the same guy it should have went to last week, or actually I think you picked him last week, but uh, Christian Powell again over two hundred yards rushing. Actually, mm. I'm, I'm gonna look up the stats because you know I love looking at two hundred thirty-two yards. I literally, um, I thought about saying the same thing as we said last week and saying that he ran all over the the Wolverines because he did. He was out there and he just, they didn't have anything for him and he just really dominated. And that's two weeks in a row. He's had over 200 yards. He already was the leading rusher in the league. Now he's just kind of separating from the pack. This game was kind of a statement game for him, him as well with his team being at home and then avenging a loss that they had on the road. So, this week, my game ball goes to Christian Powell. 
All right. First topic we're going to talk about. We actually, it, I mean, we kind of hit on it a little bit already with the game balls, but first topic, Gerard Johnson makes an MVP statement. Okay. Let, let's just put it out there. We didn't put him on our top five last week. Probably was a mistake, but you, you know how it goes. You got to be relevant <laughs> and we kind of take Gerard Johnson for granted because he scored so many touchdowns, but his team is really up and down. But what he did in this game was he he he. I mean, he put an exclamation point on his candidacy for MVP. He's he's one of the top scorers in the league. He has the most touchdowns out of anybody, both uh, receivers, running back situation, not quarterbacks because they get all the extra passing touchdowns. Has I think twenty seven touchdowns total. He's scored in every game they've played this year, and in this game it was no different. He had four touchdowns. Three rushing, one receiving. He runs a post route, catches the ball, scores. He did everything that the Steelers wanted him to do, and he was great at it. There was no flaw in his game this weekend, and it just, it's really a good way for him to kind of wrap up the season. I know they still have one more game, but in Quopio, doing what he does best, which is score touchdowns that's what he's he's done the most this season even when he came out the gate in the first game and scored like four or five he's a touchdown machine he's a big play highlight highlight player and that's what he did in this game and it reminded us and again gerard if you're listening we apologize we We're apologize. sorry, Gerard. We sorry. I, I know. I know he felt a certain kind of way about us not putting him on there, but he showed up this weekend, and now you're back on there. So you know, I, know, I mean, he, that, he in the running. That's what it is, guys. I mean, if 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 us talking and giving our opinions about this sport can motivate you to do better, I mean, we're gonna keep doing it. Dude. The Royals proved they don't deserve a playoff shot. Now, I got a lot to say about this, but I'm going to let you go first if you have anything to say about it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Royals, Royals, Royals. They let, it, they, let it, they let them get away. They let them get away. Oh, man. This is the closest game, obviously, the Roosters have played this year uh, besides the Crocodiles game. Well, and um, the loss, but. Well, and, and, the, and the loss. I mean, the first game of the season, I don't really count that. I know, I know um, coming into this game, maybe the Roosters probably didn't. Uh, didn't expect the Royals to come out like they did. Yeah, I, I think um, they came out, you know, with a game plan. They they actually was scoring with the Roosters. Um, a few times I thought the game was like over, uh, mm-hmm. but then again, as long as Alpha July is on the other side, <laughs> it kind of it's always a game, man. And this was a, actually this was an exciting game to watch. Um, the Roosters definitely pulled it out, um, but by 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 a little thin breeze. But um, the Royals, man. Games like this is when you're trying to fight to even have a chance, or you got to just come. You, you got to make something happen to be able to stop these guys. And they they gave up some big plays um, to Adam uh, late in the game that that just hurt their chances. And Royals just you know maybe if Alpha was there at the beginning of the year, they could have probably stole some some games that kind of help them be in a better position right now. But unfortunately, um, um, they 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 took a you know they still have a game left, but it's, it's not going to help as far as the playoff race, but. The Royals uh, just didn't just didn't have it. Yeah, I mean, it just – I mean, there's they had games earlier where I was like, you know, this is a good team. They just, you know, not getting the right breaks. But in this game, they had every situation they wanted. And they royally screwed the pooch, in my opinion. 
You got the the quarterback fumbling in his own end zone. Luckily, they that just came out to be a touchback because the ball was out of bounds when Cam jumped on it, or that would have been a six point swing instead of a two point. And then going into the half, you got the ball in the red zone and you don't score. And you mm. go, and then when the half comes back, the Royals have the ball and they score on their first drive in third and third quarter. And instead of going up, I think they went up by like four or something like that. I'm gonna actually look at the shit. No, they didn't go up. So instead of being ahead, they're still down by four when they could have been up by three. Mm-hmm. If they had scored before, or at least kicked a field goal or something, but they didn't get any points out of it, and that's just bad clock management. And that's the difference between a, a good team and a great team is knowing how to handle that. With three minutes left in the game, you think, okay, the, the Roosters get the ball, they're going to milk the clock and take this lead, this eleven point lead they got to the half, and or I think it was four point lead at the time, and the Roosters score. They put their foot on the metal, they score, and say, hey. Now you got two minutes to score. And the the Royals bounce right back because they have a good team. I, I still believe like the team is good. They have the potential. But if you're not accustomed to being a winning team, and that's what this team is missing, is they're missing a, a lot of winners. They got a lot yeah. of good talent. But I take away Alpha Jallo and even Zachary Blair, he did really good. He's been a really fresh breath of air. But take away those two guys and – who who's gonna lead? Who's gonna score? Who's accustomed to winning? And you you got a lot of like role players who are good, but someone has to put them in the right position. They're on their third head coach this season, so obviously they don't have any direction, any plan. This whole season has been a whole bunch of up and downs. Every week has looked different on their both their rosters and their play calling, both offense and defensive side. Everybody's playing different positions. I mean, in the middle of the season, I was thinking, okay, maybe they make a playoff push. But this game really showed it. And playing against the, the Roosters of all people, if you if you can't make those big plays when you need to against a team like this, in a situation like this, where you have nothing to lose, I didn't even see any creative plays. I didn't see anything that was, you know, unexpected from them. And they still were in the game, which shows that they're good. And I I know it sounds like I'm like talking in a circle, but they kind of remind me of what the crocodiles looked like last year, where they could play well at times, but you just knew it wasn't ever going to gel in time for them to make playoffs. And that's how the mm-hmm. Royals looked in this last game. And against the Roosters, this this season and even last season, when they play the Roosters, they just kind of say, uh, we just want to be close. Because they've played the Roosters close for the last two years. And – Again, they don't win the game, but they play them close. To me, that just means you don't really want to be that, you know, top team in in Finland. And I'm disappointed by the way they played this last game because I feel like they should have won that game or at least had a better chance of winning it. To go back to that drive you were talking about before the half, uh, Alpha didn't touch the ball not one time out of four plays. So I I think that that was just mostly like that was mostly like play calling in that situation. Um, obviously you got a mobile quarterback. Um, so him dropping back, uh, I don't think is, is, it was the key. I think this is where you put in the rollouts. This mm-hmm. is where you run the, this is where you run the fly sweep. This is where you run the option, you know, give yourself a chance to where you have, a, a, a you know, where you, where you feel like our guys can get in the end zone. I mean, they were on what, like the two yard line, three yard line, Something like, like that against the roost. Yeah. Against the, 
against the Roosters, you just got to you got to be able to take advantage of that situation. And I mean, for Alfred to touch the ball not one time during that segment, that that just hurt. And then to end the drive on a sack before the half, like it, it was just. I mean, the Roosters just pinned their ears back and came off the ball. Like, obviously, everybody knew what was going to happen. Like, I knew what, was, what the play was going to be. Like, your quarterback is going to run now, yeah. obviously. But <laughs> those, are, those are the type of situations where you have to take advantage of because then you come back out in the, in the, in the uh, second half and then the Roosters score, and now, you, now you're down again. So it's, it's, it's just you got to you, – they have the Royals just have, have, for one, have to get consistent coaching all year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, for, some, for some reason, these last few years – They've been in the hunt. Of, they've been in some good games. They've been close mm-hmm. um, to making to making runs, and then it's just like you know, they they just need to to have that consistency of of, of players and consistency of coaching when it comes to this part of the season. And um, yeah. I think if they can do that, then they may be able to 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 actually stay in the playoffs, you know, year by year. Yeah, but I think them not making the playoffs this year. I mean, in theory, it means they should make some changes. But in reality, I'm not sure they're going to make the, the necessary changes going forward. But we'll leave that alone. But in this game, yeah. they just showed us that they're not a playoff team. Like a playoff yeah. team, any other playoff team that was that close to beating the Roosters would have beat the Roosters. That's what I think. Now we're going to talk about the other game of the weekend. And surprisingly, not nearly what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> The, the Wolverines <laughs> finished the regular season, kind of. Uh, first, let me just disclaimer. I, I I literally just found out today that it didn't matter if the Wolverines won that game or not. Mm. And it didn't matter if the Crocodiles won the game or not. Because to if the Crocodiles and the Wolverines, even this week, if the Crocodiles win and they have the same record as Wolverines, the tiebreaker isn't about the points of the two games they played against each other. The tiebreaker in this league this year is about quality wins. And let me, yeah. So let me explain how, how weird this is to anybody who doesn't know. Cause I just found this information out literally today. Quality wins means who has beat better opponents. So the Wolverines have beat the Quopio Steelers and the Crocodiles have not beat the Quopio Steelers. Therefore, if they both have the same record, the Wolverines have a tiebreaker because they beat a higher-ranked team. Mm. Same thing if the Steelers and Wolverines were, I mean, hypothetically to have the same record, the Steelers would get the nod because they beat the Roosters, not because they beat the Wolverines by more points. Okay. So, and, And with that being said, the Wolverines came out early in the game. You could tell they were going to lose. And at halftime, they packed it in. And mm. personally, I feel like I got robbed. I mean, my root two don't cost that much. But I know one thing, if I was a fan at the game or if I was playing on the Crocodiles team, I would have felt like I got cheated. Because you could tell that the Wolverines in the second half, they put out Jabari and they were losing by two touchdowns. And Rojo was done. They started sitting players. Will Young didn't play in the game because of an injury. He'll take him more of a rest than an actual like he's hurt. And that's because they went into the game knowing that it didn't matter if they won or lost it. And for me, as as a enthusiast of the sport, I'm I don't like that. I don't I don't know how to say it without like coming off as an asshole. If you're gonna play, play. But if you ain't gonna play, don't play. 
if that makes any sense. The, the <laughs> Crocodiles went out there and played their ass off and then had fun with it. They did the JB special, you know, the reverse pass that went to um, Jonathan Baker. They had a good time, but in reality, the other team was like, eh, it's okay because we, we already know we're in the playoffs at this spot and, and whatnot. So I feel like when you have one team playing that way and the other team, you know, playing the ass off, you get this lopsided score. It's a blowout game, and you don't really find out what really happened. And for me as an enthusiast of the sport, that shit pisses me off. And I wish the Wolverines, if anything, just don't start your stars from the beginning. Don't give me the facade that you're going to play the game. And then in the middle of it say, oh, yeah, we're done. We're going to take our ball and go home. Yeah, I, I I agree with you on that. I think every all, being a fan, everybody wanted to see yeah. the second time around. Um, you know, obviously from what happened the first time they played each other, the uh, Crocs did get better. I think everybody wanted to see you know how how they would match up against each other. Even though, you know, I'm not saying they can't play each other in the playoffs. I mean, anything can happen. But um, obviously, the Crocs wanted this game more. Um, they, they're in the zone. The Crocs are in the zone. Three-game winning streak. They're in the zone right now. They got confidence. They're celebrating. Um, this is the type of energy you want going into the playoffs. Now, the Wolverines, um, I'm not going to say they should be worried, but when when is the last time they won? It's been a while. They, I mean, it's they been lost a while. five. They lost five. They had a three-game losing streak, and then I guess exactly. They- yeah. Exactly, it's, and, and it's 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 to the point now where the Wolverines are in the playoffs because they won early. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have they, to really yeah. fight. They didn't really have to fight and and dominate the, the second part of the season. They won early. They put themselves in the position, and that's just what happens in Finland. Sometimes you win early and you're in the playoffs. And the Wolverines are are, are one of those teams where I don't know right now what team is going to show up against Corpio in Corpio. That's so funny because you just said it like they won early and literally all the other, they lost to all the other playoff teams in the second half of the season. And for me personally, what kind of confidence does that give you going into the playoffs? Like none, none. This game against the Crocodiles, even if you weren't trying to win it, there's a lot of things you could have done to prepare for your game against the Steelers. You have a bye week on the last week of the season, which means you're not going to get to see competition before the playoffs. So if during that bye week you're practicing, it's not going to be like what you got from the Crocodiles, and it sure the hell ain't going to be like what you're going to get from the Steelers when you see them. So, I mean, to me it's reminiscent of those uh, Peyton Manning teams from Indianapolis when they used to get – uh, and they used to lock up the playoffs early and then rest Peyton Manning for like the last two games of the season. And then they get in the playoffs mm-hmm. and get their asses beat mm-hmm. because they were just a little too rusty. To me, that's what the Wolverines look like. I'm sorry. Five losses from the roster that y'all put together this year, that's abysmal. I, I, I don't understand why they're okay with that, but obviously they are. They're okay, let's just get into the playoffs and then see what happened. Yeah, because it's it's not to cut you off, but it's, that's that's exactly what it's about. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, from both sides of it, you wanted to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now the expectations are to win in the playoffs, and with the games that they've lost, there there isn't any confidence or or. And this is a team that I picked to win the whole thing. So obviously, for me, it's hard to say. They they make me nervous coming into this playoffs because. They just haven't played good against none of these teams the second part of the season. And yeah. it's like, 
okay, well, the team that, that we've seen early, is that the Wolverines or is the team that we're seeing now the Wolverines? You know, maybe it doesn't maybe even matter, though, was, right, yeah, because it doesn't the matter team that now. we saw earlier played against these playoff teams that were different earlier. It's like, yeah. okay, you, you beat the Steelers early, but the team that beats you and the Steelers, that's more likely what you're going to see in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and it, and, it, and it's a corporate that Corpio environment. Obviously, Corpio's been to the Maple Bowl. Um, they know that for one, they got to establish Gerard Johnson in this game early. Um, if they can get Tino to get you know to, to go deep, I mean, the game plan obviously I think for the Wolverines right now is to stop the run. It should be to stop the run. Um, let Seth let Seth go to those receivers um, where you believe the Wolverines are matched up better than, than they should be matched up better than the Corpio Steelers receivers. Yeah. Um, Gerard Johnson is the X factor in this game. He's going to be the X factor in the game. The one thing I will say the Wolverines have the advantage on is amount of players who've been in these type of games. Mm-hmm. They've, they, they have the veterans who have been in these type of games. These are games that I've seen Robert Johnson, Cedric Johnson come in and ball out and, and win. So, I know those guys are going to come play. Um, the thing is, defensively, Wolverines, can they stop the run? Because Gerard Johnson, I'm 100% sure, is going to touch the ball at least 25 times in this game. I'm, whether it's passing, whether it's running the ball, maybe even more. I'm going to say 25 rushes. Yeah. Like he, he's a receiver. He's going he's gonna to touch the ball a lot. I mean, they the Wolverines have, have got to – I think the, in order for the Wolverines to win this game, they have to go up early and not play from behind because that's not something they're good at. So they have to go up and score early, make Seth have to throw the ball early. I'll save the rest of my of my game planning for the playoffs, but um, <laughs> the Wolverines just have to they, – they have to do something different because, like you said, everybody else that they've lost to has gotten better, mm-hmm. and they they just haven't gotten better. I'm going to be honest. like I don't think they've gotten better, um, but they have the type of players that can score at any given time, so that gives them a chance pretty much in any game. And I think coming into the playoffs, they just got the veterans. You know what I mean? Like, I think those guys are going to, like, have to have monster games in order for them to have a chance. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty much getting into the playoffs, so let's just drop into that now. So the next thing we're going to talk about is, you know, the four playoff seeds are locked in. You got one is Roosters, 10-1, and one, Steelers are 8-3, and three, Wolverines 7-5, and five, Crocodiles 6-5, and five. Everybody got games except for the Wolverines this week. It's going to be Roosters versus Crocs and Steelers versus Wolverines. I mean, we're not going to get too much into it, but what do you think of some things that we're going to see from those matchups? This week of games is a waste of time, first of all, just saying that. Yeah, so. this, this this week is – I don't even care who wins in these games right here because the playoffs is the most important. But um, I think the Crocodiles is, is probably going to be the most interesting game, the Crocodiles and the Roosters. Um, I don't think the, I think the Steelers and the Wolverines game is going to be good, but I don't know Roosters and Crocs the way that Christian Powell has been playing as of lately. Yeah. If if if, if some kind of way they can keep Miro from getting as many possessions as he gets, and in Nandi, they can some Adam kind of is I mean is 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 hell anyway. Like he's that's going to be their matchup problem. So I, I feel like the Crocodiles defense has have to come up with a plan to like somehow minimize how many times Adam touches the ball and minimize how many big plays Nomdi gets. Um, I'm, I'm sure Kari is going to play this game at running back, so they're, they're going to be full force on that O-line, running the ball, passing the ball. The Roosters are used to this game. They are used to this game. Like, this is this is to them, this is like the championship game. Like, they play every playoff game. 
like it's a championship game. So that's how they're going to come into this because they at home. They want to get that next championship. So the Crocs are going to have a big, you know, Coach Malley, is, 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 if he wants to make a statement as far as what he plans to do with this team, uh, it's got to be more than just making it to the playoffs this year. It's got to be like, all right, this is a game that you wanted. This is the game that you that you recruited for. This is the game that you told all your players, your import guys that you, that you brought in. This is the game you wanted to get them to, and now you got them there. You in the fourth seed. It doesn't matter if it's fourth, third, second, or first. You got the game you wanted. So let's see now how you guys are going to match up. Let's see how you're going to play. Let's see if Jonathan Baker is really going to make plays um, with his feet and his hand and his arm. So uh, it's it's the game that I'm looking forward to the most out of these four out of these two games. I definitely agree that like the Roosters Crocodile game, that's the game to watch. I mean, for for me, I really just think the home teams have a huge advantage in these games. Crocodiles are driving all the way from Senayoki. Wolverines are going all the way to Quopio. Like, I think the the home field advantage is a huge thing for these playoffs, and I think it's gonna it's gonna favor both of the home teams because both the Roosters and the Steelers have been really good at home this year. So I don't see either one of the other two teams being able to just come in their house and just throw them off their game, you know? Get it off your chest. All right, it's that time, my good man. We're going to say what's on our minds. Let's get it off our chest. Q, what you want to get off your chest today? Hey, I don't want to brag. I don't want to boast. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are undefeated in the preseason right now, sir. Oh, come on, everybody. come on. I just want to remind everybody <laughs> what's going on out here right now. <laughs> we back, baby. We back. Preseason champs. Preseason <laughs> champs. And we crown. I'm crowning this right now. I'm crowning this. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, uh, shoot, I don't even think I got nothing to get off my chest. You know what? Actually, what I do want to get off my chest is that uh, college football is around the corner. This weekend, it like start starts. I know last weekend there were there was that one game, but I'm more concerned with the Ohio State Buckeyes. We rank number five this year, so you know we probably gonna slide to the playoffs if one of these damn Big Ten teams don't beat us again. We always lose to like Penn State or somebody and get knocked <laughs> out at the end. So I mean, we got the we got the new quarterback who's supposed to be the the, the ish. I drafted Dwayne Hos- Hoskins. Um, from the Washington, because I think he'll take Case Keenum's spot. So I drafted him in my fantasy. So yeah, that's why I get off my chest. Uh, go Buckeyes! <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about the uh, MVP candidates again. We I think we're just gonna keep this going up until the. Um, I think we'll announce our MVP uh, right before the championship. So let's just kind of do a winding down. Last week we had five guys. Now we've cut it down to three. I mean, no, not three, sorry. Now we've cut it down to four guys. And with us cutting it down, we also can replace guys. So um, I'll put the names out, and then we're going to talk about all of them. Uh, Miro Cadmary still on the list. Christian Powell, still on the list. Alpha Jallo, still on the list. New to the list. Because he deserves it, Gerard Johnson. So th- those are four. Next week, we'll only have three. And then before the championship, we'll just name the top one who we're actually deciding on. So these are the four guys that we're thinking about. And even before we get into it, let me just throw out an honorable mention, okay? We're not ignoring Adam Connett and Nam Diagude, okay? We're not ignoring 
But with their both of them being really good, it takes away from the MVP, you know, discussion. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just I, hard. It's hard to say that one of the receivers could be an MVP, and then if you say both the receivers and the quarterback, and it just it's hard to make the argument because you know uh, Adam Connett has twenty something touchdowns and is leading in receiving yards. Uh, Agude has another twenty some touchdown and is second in receiving yards. So you got one A and one B. Y'all are both great. But to make the MVP candidate, it's got to be the most valuable, not the one and one at one A and one B valuable. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying about that. So I'm getting to the first candidate that was on the list, and this is, I guess, this is my horse in the race right now. Miro Cadmary, the quarterback of these two receivers that I just bragged about. And again, I'll say the same thing. His stats are up there. He's number one in pass touchdowns. Number two in yards behind Rojo. He's number four in completions. And he's number one in pass efficiency. And that efficiency is what sets him apart from everybody else. Miro gets the ball to his playmakers and goes about his business. That's what I want from my quarterback. Someone you can depend to get the ball to your playmakers like Adam Carnett, um, Agude, and even Kari. He can even, I mean, he even does a nice handoff. God damn it. I like it. And... <laughs> That's what makes Miro an MVP candidate this season is that no matter what all the stats, he's breaking all these records for being the finished quarterback, throwing six touchdowns, seven touchdowns a game, all that blase, blase. Miro is still Miro. When you look at him, he don't look like much, and he's cool with that. And that's what I like about him. Miro is Miro. He go out there. You see him on the sideline. They're having fun. He's high-fiving guys. He's high-fiving backups on the sideline who probably never get in the game because he knows that they've been putting in work and practice together and that they're all winning together. He's a, a, a bona fide leader of this team. And for me, being a leader of one of the best teams in Europe, you, you have to be that glue. And that's what really makes him an MVP candidate for me this year. I'll, uh, I'll let you get the next candidate you want to talk about. You can pick anybody off the list. It doesn't have to be in this order. All right. Well, I'll, I'll start off with Gerard Johnson. Um, he's been playing consistently good all season. Um, he is a running back that you want to have on your team, somebody who can make big plays happen at any given time. Excuse me. For this Corpio team, um, he's like you say, Miro was the glue to the Roosters. I believe Gerard is. Without Gerard being in that backfield, Corpio probably don't survive some of these games. This dude is actually single-handedly – took over drives. He took over games. Um, he's made some of the biggest plays the Corpio's had this year uh, with the amount of touchdowns that, he, that he's had. Obviously, that's what you want from your running back. You want him to be able to get in the end zone. And um, he's done that well uh, with the yards, uh, having almost 1,300 rushing yards, um, 27 touchdowns, receiving yards. He has like two, 243, uh, one kick return, almost 2,000 all-purpose yards. Uh, with those type of stats, that type of guy – Team Gerard Johnson is obviously the MVP um, for the Corpio Steelers. Um, as long as he's healthy, they have a chance to win every game. Going into the playoffs, I do believe he will be the the, the X factor in whether they win or lose their semifinal game. As long as he's healthy, I think they got a chance to, to beat anybody. Pretty much, it's all uh, when they, when they beat the Roosters the first game of the season. A lot of it was because of what he was doing, and he still has that juice. He did. He, he hasn't got tired. He hasn't got beat up. I think he's he's really ready to, to show something, prove something 
Um, he has a chip on his shoulder, so um, he's he's definitely a standout for the MVP. I believe if he plays great in this next game, I don't know if they're going to play him in the next game, um, but if he if he stacks up some more yards and more touchdowns this next game, um, then it might be hands down who the, who the least one of the top two MVPs are, and I believe he'll be one of them. I, I agree with you 100% on Gerard, and that's one of my hometown favorites. I'm I'm Speaking of the juice, I'm going to talk about a guy who – his nickname supposedly is Juice. I told him I can't call him that because I know another guy named Juice before I knew him. But uh, Alpha Jallo <laughs> has a juice. They call it Jallo Juice. I mean, okay. We, yeah. <laughs> we went through all his stats last week. Obviously, he hasn't played enough games. And, again, he has one more game left. It, even in his last game, he did his thing. He He was unstoppable when he was given the ball. Just really wasn't targeted the way we expected him to be targeted. But what Alpha has done in his league is similar to what Gerard did when he first got here. The first couple of weeks, Gerard Johnson was all I could think about. I was like, this dude is scoring. He's constantly like making plays. And Alpha has been able to do that at a, a remarkable rate in a very short period of time and against every team he played against. Even when they played against the Roosters and it was close and he he didn't have the type of game that we would have wanted. But me and you, we talked during the games. He was putting in work out there. We're not going to throw nobody under the bus for what he did, but anybody that goes against him gets worked. And worked. That, yeah, worked. <laughs> and that's that's MVP. Like like we, we said last time, like he has speed, explosion, change of direction. Uh, his motor is never stopping. And, again, as I said earlier this year, he just went to the wrong team. But that shouldn't exclude him from being an MVP candidate because he was here for a short period of time. He hasn't been here for a short period of time and just had one or two good games. He has consistently been great every week he's been here. As any time he touched the ball, it's greatness. He got eight touchdowns off 22 catches. Almost 600 yards on 22 catches. Get out of here. He's averaging almost 30 yards a catch. Like, and he has return touchdowns. He has an interception. He plays defense, all-purpose yards. He'd be in the top 10 if he had played enough games right now. And if you double that by him playing a whole season, he'd be undoubtedly number one in every statistical category. And obviously, we can't play hypotheticals, but with Alpha Jallo, you the proof is in the pudding. I could talk about stats all day, but if I turn on the tape and you watch it, you're gonna your jaw is going to drop. And if that ain't if that's not valuable, I don't know what is. To me, that's valuable because he's standing out as look, put me on the field, we got a chance to win. Look at what they did against the Roosters. He's on the field, you got a chance. And that's what makes um Alpha Jallo one of the most valuable players in this league this year. I definitely agree. <laughs> definitely. What about what about the last guy? Who you got? Christian Powell, the, the hardest runner in the league, the, the the strongest running back in the league. The most important running back uh, to the Crocodiles team. I mean, he is the he's the juice for their team. Um, he is the Terminator. I mean, if this dude is if he gets over 200 rushing yards and majority of those games, they're going to win. Um, if he gets to the end zone more than two or three times, they're probably going to win. Um, coming into the playoffs, if if I'm playing against him in the playoffs, I don't like you're going to have to pack your lunch. I'm just going to be honest because I think Coach Madley is going to really feed him uh, as he's fed him all season. He's he's been consistently playing good all season. Definitely the 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 in the running for the MVP also um from his stats, 1500 rushing yards, uh, 16 rushing touchdowns. Could have been more. 
obviously, but they spread the ball around a lot. Um, over two thousand all-purpose yards. You can't you can't ask for more than that from your running back. He could do it all. Return. Uh, he could play receiver, and I think he's going to do a lot of that in that playoff game. But as far as the MVP, uh, Christian Powell name has to be in that in that category. Has to be in the top three. Um, um, undoubtedly one of the best players in the Maple League, undoubtedly probably one of the best running backs in Europe. Um, so luckily we got to see him this year, these last two years in Finland and, and, and from his, from his film, from his stats, you can see why. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I was going to say, um, all four guys that we've named, if you put the film in and just watch the player, take off their name, don't know who they is, put in the film and watch the highlights, not even the highlights, just watch the first quarter of the game, have them in the, in the clips. And you immediately know that they're standout players. You know that they're doing something to make something happen for their team. All four of these guys are those type of players, which is why it's going to be really hard to pick the best one. But it's not it's, it's not a, a difficult situation in saying that one of these four is definitely the best in the league. Uh, with Christian Paul, I always like to pile on because, you know, I'm a fan of the running backs being a, a former running back myself. Christian Powell, what he really does great that I still feel like no matter what he's underrated for is his versatility. Yeah, he he runs the ball hard, but he creates space in the passing game. He runs swing routes and gets the ball. He goes from receiver to running back and uh, motions in and out and confuses the defense. He plays decoy sometimes. He throws passes, you know, on a JB special. He takes a fake snap like you think it's a, a running back keep, and then he tosses it to Cutlin, who throws the pass. Like, he's the the pinwheel for the offense. He can do pretty much everything, so they're able to feature him in different ways and also use him as a decoy. Like, he makes this team run. And it's because of the fact that you can't just put him at running back and say, okay, all he can do is run. If we put eight or nine in the box, we can stop him. You can't. You can put eight or nine in the box. And he can still get outside the tackle box and play at the slot receiver or something and run a route and get the ball. Or he could throw a pass on you. You put eight in the box, he runs a sweep, he throws it over top, touchdown to, uh, what's his name, Wilson, number eight. He likes to run that route. And mm-hmm. for me, what, what Christian Powell brings to the game is just is almost Im- immeasurable because his, his intangibles is so varying. And last thing I'm going to say about Christian Powell, then I'll, you know, stop – being so nice about him. These last few games, we said he's had over 200 yards. I think it's over 230 in both of them. Uh, big shout out to Michael Maddenly and the offensive coordinator from the Senior Crocodiles. They've made some changes on their offensive line. They've improved their offensive line. And what you've seen from Christian Powell is he's went from getting 100, 130 yards a game pretty much because he was already getting his yards. He's getting 100 yards. But mm-hmm. now he's getting closer to 200. And you're like, oh, my gosh. If you're a great running back, that's all it takes. A little bit of fix here. Let me get a better right guard and a better left guard. And all of a sudden, instead of having to make eight people miss, I only have to make three people miss. And I'm six yards downfield when I do it. And that's the difference that I've seen in the last couple of weeks is that now that he doesn't have to make everybody miss from the point of attack of getting the ball, He's his plays and his yard per carry is going up, and that's because he's such a dynamic runner. Instead of having to make, like I said, eight people miss, he only has to make three people, which is what most running backs have to do in the first place: is make a few mm-hmm. people miss. 
he's been behind the eight ball for the beginning of the season. And I even remember a time when you said that you were disappointed because he wasn't the guy that we saw last year. And I'm just pointing mm-hmm. it out that I watch offensive line play guy. I'm not an offensive lineman, but I am a running back or was a running back. So I pay attention to those little things that the running back needs to be successful. Every running back starts with the ball five or six yards behind line of scrimmage. So you're, you're behind. Every yard you get, add seven to it at least. And for Christian Powell, that's almost 1,600 yards times seven, right? That's how many yep. yards he's running <laughs> to get his yards. So just kudos to uh, the Crocodiles offensive line unit getting better. They moved some people around, made the right decision, and it's, it's shown by Christian Powell being able to actually lead them a little bit more than he was earlier in the season. That's all I'm going to say about that. Sorry for running long on it. <laughs> Cheers to the freaking weekend. All right. Maple League teams are, well, I usually say back in action, but this week really doesn't count for anything. Not one of these games has meaning. <laughs> but just for, you know, shits and giggles, Thursday, the Royals go to the Butchers. Friday, the Steelers host the Roosters, and then the Crocs and Saints play on Saturday. Uh, Later this week, I mean later today, our panel of football experts will pick the winners from the the games, and the picks can be found on the Podium Facebook page and the Perfect Purpose Facebook page. As of right now, going into the last week, I think it's kind of – it's still actually the winner's still up up in the air because Tuomas Hekkinen is 26-10, and Finland Suomi – Oh, not Finland Swami. Finland Swami is twenty six and ten also, so they're tied. And then I'm in third at twenty four and twelve, and Q is bringing up the rear at twenty two and thirteen. I've so, been robbed. I've I mean, been robbed. Yeah, I mean, well, it's tough either way, but it, this week is going to be the hardest week to pick. Not one of these games counts. Not not. There's no no one wins or loses. The playoffs are set. The games are already being posted on uh, Facebook. I already got my invitations. So it's going to be very difficult to figure out. Royals play at Butchers. What are they playing for? Nothing. So do they both tank it, or does one team say, well, we're going out with a win? Who yeah, I knows? think that's going to be a good game. I think that's going to be a good game, though. I think they both just going to try to have fun. I think Alpha July is going to probably try to, you know, going to go off. I think they win or go off. I think it's going to be a, a fun game. Just like, all right, we had we had an exciting season on both sides. The Butch is more disappointed than the Royals, but you know, I, I still think it'll probably be a, a exciting game anyway. Didn't didn't they just play each other a couple weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and that was more of a it counted game too, and I think the Butchers won that one, right? Yeah. So yeah, for the Royals, it's a it could be a get back game. And then you got Steelers and Roosters, and that's interesting because you got one and two playing each other. Now, the Roosters, I mean, obviously you don't want to, you know, lose to a team twice in the season, but at the same time, both of these teams are going to be like, well, we don't want to show them what we're going to do in the playoffs, and we don't want to get hurt. So, like, I think this game is going to be super filled of backups and boring as all get out. Yeah, I I, I definitely think the Roosters are going to play a lot of their young players. The whole game, um, I, I I know it doesn't matter whether they win it or not. Um, being that they're the number one seed, um, Noah Miko, uh, Miro might get a drive. It'll surprise me. If, I don't know who the backup quarterback is right now for the Roosters. We haven't seen one. I don't think 
pretty much all year. So I, I know they got um, some young kids. I just don't know if they're going to be at the game or not. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it, it'll it'll be you know it, it, they could just decide. All right, Mebo's not playing. Adam's not playing. Numdi probably will play. I, I think um, Adam plays. I think Adam plays quarterback and running back. I, I that's think, if the, I think if I think if they if Miko's like I want to win this game, then Adam is probably going to play. But I wouldn't play Adam. Me personally, I wouldn't play him. He's been he's been playing hard all year. I wouldn't play him just for the simple fact I just do not. You cannot go into the playoffs without Adam Connor. So true, true. I wouldn't I wouldn't play him at all. I let him rest. Namdi, I would play. Um, Miro, I wouldn't play. So I'm I'm gonna let my young receivers. You know, I'm gonna let those guys get get some feel. Um, uh, let uh, my backup running backs play. I wouldn't really try to have too many of my starters on offense out there anyway. Yeah. Um, this you know because Corpio, Seth Peters probably will play. That's the that's the thing about yeah. Them. They don't like, have another quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, he has to play. Uh, I think you just kind of try to survive the game. You know what I'm saying? No matter what the score is, just know like, all right, this is this is a game where we get our young guys to get some to get some you know some play. And I think you can evaluate you can evaluate them. You know. This I game, think on so. the Steelers side, you're gonna see uh, Aku Utala. He's been playing defense for them, but I think they're going to bring him back to the running back spot. Either that or you're going to get a heavy dose of the fullback, Ville Linston, at the running back side. Because I think the Steelers yeah. are going to just say, hey, let's just grind it out on offense. Yeah. Because they they they're not very deep at the receiver, the receiver position in the first place. So they can't really afford to, like, use backup receivers and still try to, like, toss the ball around. Mm-hmm. So they're going to definitely try to just run the ball. Now this last game on Saturday, Crocs and Saints. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> could you I mean, there's almost nothing either of these teams get from playing this game. And I mean, the Crocodiles are I mean, they there's nothing they can do about winning it, but I don't I also don't think that they're very deep behind their starters, especially at like the receiver position. Like they only have a few guys besides those guys that can play, anyways. So they have to play their starters. I mean, you can run Christian Powell into the ground in this game, but I don't think you want to. Like you said, I mean, if anything, you want him fresh for the playoffs. And then on the Saints side, I mean, shit, you ain't got nothing to lose. They got the the finished guy can come out there and toss a few balls. Uh, CJ, I can't say his last name. He's gonna try to get his. Munchie Roberts is going to be out there balling. I think the Saints might. This might be their second win of the season. Yeah. Um, if 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 I'm if I'm coaching the Crocs, obviously uh, Christian Powell won't see the field. <laughs> Not at, at all. all. <laughs> put your hat. All. Put on your uh, yeah. Ginger Joe hat because that's y'all sponsor. Shout out to Ginger Joe. Yeah. You know, if you want to sponsor yeah. podcast, we can use a sponsor too, Ginger Joe. Put on exactly. your. I like those. I like those hats too. Yeah, I like those Ginger Joe hats. They're pretty nice. Um, uh, uh, quarterback. Um, I don't Baker. think, I th- I don't think uh, Jonathan Baker should play the whole game. Um, you can you can probably have him out there, you know, handing the ball off to whoever, or trying to get a little more chemistry uh, with Patrick Wilson and, and um the other guy. I can't think of his name right now. Um, Stephanie Fortes. Yeah, Fortes. Um, you know, try to get those guys some some little more confidence out there. You know, Spence can play. Obviously, he can just kick or whatever, but. Um, I think the Crocs are just – I think they do want to win this game. You know, you you still want to go into the playoffs with the momentum. That will be a four-game winning streak for them. That's a, that's, a, that's a great feeling, you know what I mean, going into the season. I mean, going into the playoffs like that. 
And um, I think he just let Christian Powell rest. Uh, Amir Kalani uh, definitely plays. He needs as much <laughs> as many as reps. He needs as many as reps as he can possibly get before he, he go against these he, receivers. So, he played good last game, creating a lot of forced fumbles. He was stripping the ball very well. Yeah, he was aggressive. Now, he's an aggressive guy. I, I, I give him that. 